This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It's a pleasure to be with you today on Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate your watching at this time. We have so many people who watch our telecast each time we come on and all over this country and also in many foreign countries, and we appreciate those of you who watch. We appreciate the letters we have received. We appreciate the emails, and we hope that you'll be blessed by our telecast today. Today we're going to continue a, a theme that I started in a, an earlier lesson, how to get along with other people. You know, that's one of the problems of life, how to get along with other people. And today... I have one that somebody may want to say, well, you've stopped preaching and gone to meddling, Brother Lambert. But, but we can get along with other people if we will not talk about them, if we will not be a gossiper. How long has it been since you heard a preacher preach on that subject? It's something that's really needed today. It's needed everywhere, in the home, the, on your job, in the schools, needed in churches. You can get along with other people much better if you refuse to be a gossiper. Now, on Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I'd like to emphasize to you that it is free, and, and we want you to have it. We have thousands of people that are studying the Bible in this way in, in their homes. Some have already received their our certificate showing they completed the course successfully. We want you to have your own course. In order that you might know more about it, in order that you might know how to receive it, we'd like to stop at this time. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314. Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 12-1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from Proverbs, the 26th chapter, beginning in verse number 20 and reading to the end of this chapter. Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tailbearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver dross, he that hateth dissembleth with his lips, and layeth up deceit within him. And when he speaketh fair, believe him not. For there are seven abominations in his heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit. His wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein. And he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. 
a lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. Someone has said that there are three things that will never come back to you. One is a spent era. One is a lost opportunity. Another is a spoken word. That there are many people who pride themselves that, that they do not engage in various forms of, of immorality, such as drunkenness and, and uh, fornication and, and the like. But these same people have no conscience whatsoever when it comes to the use of their tongue. You know, it's not those who tell all that they know that hurt other people. It's those who tell more than they know that hurt other people. And gossip is one way that people misuse their tongues. It may be a surprise to some of us to know that the Bible prohibits gossiping and tale-bearing. For example, in the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus, the 19th chapter, and in the 16th verse of that chapter, Moses said, Thou shalt not go up and down as a tale-bearer among thy people. I can just see a person going up and down the street from house to house, from person to person, carrying some tale, some story. Well, it was prohibited among God's people in the Old Testament. It's prohibited today. And in Ephesians, the fourth chapter in verse 29, Paul said, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Whatever we say ought to be something that will benefit an individual, that will build up an individual, that would exalt an individual. In Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 13, the wise man said that tale-bearers reveal secrets. Have you ever heard, had someone to say, well now, I'm not supposed to tell this, but... Well, the tale-bearer reveals secrets. Then again, in Proverbs the 18th chapter and verse number 8, we're told that the words of a tale-bearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. And so tail-bearing hurts people. It is prohibited. Then look in Proverbs 26 in verse 22. It says the very same thing. The words of a tail-bearer are as wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. That is, they, they hurt people. They go into their hearts and they hurt them, and, and it's so wrong to do something like that. Have you ever wondered why people do that? Well, why would a person go about telling tales and being a tale baron, cause friction in a family and cause friction in a home or cause friction in the school or in the church or on the job? Why, why would people do things like that? Well, one of the reasons and one of the basic reasons is, is they've just let the devil have the control of their tongue. You, you remember the story in Acts the 5th chapter about a couple by the name of Ananias and Sapphira? 
and, and they were members of the church of Christ in Jerusalem. But they lied. They, they lied to God and they lied to the Holy Spirit about their giving to the Lord. And this is what Peter asked them in Acts 5 and 3. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie? Why the reason that people lie is because they let the devil have control of their tongue. And the reason that people are talebearers is for the same, the very same reason. And, and another reason that people go about as the talebearer is because they just like to see the reaction of other people when they come with this juicy bit of gossip. Have you ever noticed that? They, they want to see the expression on your face. They want to see the, your surprise when you begin to tell this. They, they, they just like to be the first. They just must be the first to tell it. In Second Thessalonians, the third chapter in verse 11, I want you to listen to what Paul wrote. But we hear that there are some which uh, walk disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. They're just busybodies. That's the reason some people gossip and, and bear tales is they, they're just busybodies in other people's business. You know, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 15 says we should not be busybodies in other people's business. In, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse or rather 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 13. Paul said that there were those that were going from house to house and they were idle and they had not enough to do and they were carrying tales from one house to another house. That's the reason people do this. And then another reason is because they don't have nearly enough to do. Because they're idle. This is what got David into trouble. If you remember, David was idle and he was watching Bathsheba take a bath. And, and as a result of that, it led David into sin. And when we become idle and we fail to be, involve ourselves in good things, it's going to lead us into sin. Let me read to you 1 Timothy 5.13. And withal, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, house to house, not only idle, but tattlers also and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. You see, there, there it is. Pe people sometimes do this, that is, they're gossips, because they do not have nearly enough to do. But I think another of the reasons that people gossip is because they want to control your thinking. They, they're not sure that you are able to think for yourself. So, so they'll come to you with some tale, with some uh, yarn that they have, and they want to tell about somebody else or something that's happened. And they really, what they're trying to do is to condition your thinking so that you'll think like they think. Somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, that, uh, this sounds like a bad thing. Well, indeed, have you ever thought about the results of people going about as, as talebearers? First of all, it violates God's law. We, we need to adopt David's prayer in Psalms 31 and 9 when he said, I, uh, I will 
I, I will pray to God that God would help him to put a, a door or a stop before his mouth, that he would not sin with his tongue. And so we need to ask God that the, help me, Lord, to use my tongue wisely, to use my tongue to help build other people up and not to hurt them. And, and then this breaks up homes. Gossiping breaks up homes. I have an idea that of some of you watching right now know of someone whose home was destroyed by gossip. Now here's a woman and she and her husband are not getting along. And so she goes to one of her girlfriends. And this could of course work the same way for a man going to one of his, one of his men friends. And so they go to their friend and they begin to tell all the things that are going on in their life and what's happening to their marriage and they're not happy. And, and so this woman's girlfriend says to her, I'll tell you what I'd do with a scoundrel like that. I'd leave him. I'd leave him. I wouldn't want a man like that. Well, let me tell you about the man that I used to be married to. What a scoundrel he was. And she begins to lowrate him and talk about him. And it's not long until she's sown the seeds of doubt, distrust, and disbelief in the heart of this good woman who's a little bit upset with her husband and now she's more upset with her husband and, and it's not long until those seeds of tattling and gossiping destroy a home. There are many homes that have been destroyed in this way. Let me read to you from Proverbs 17 and verse 9. He that repeateth a matter separateth chief friends. You know, you can destroy a home. You can destroy a friendship. You can destroy a church. You can destroy a city. You can destroy a nation with the tongue, the terrible thing for an individual to go about as a tale-bearer. And you can destroy a person's reputation. In Galatians 5 and 15, Paul said, But if you bite and devour one another, that take heed that you be not consumed one another. Paul had talked about the royal law of loving one another as one loves himself. But, but there are those that, that become almost cannibalistic in their attitudes toward other people. And using words, they want to tear the other person down. We've seen that in, in the political arena, haven't we? And, and it really turns us off when we see that in the political arena. We need to hear good things and build people up and not be simply trying to tear them down. And so this is a, this is a problem in society today. And it's not very hard to detect if one is guilty of this sin. Do you associate with people who are known to be gossipers? Do you like to spread rumors about other people? Or do you look for the good in people? I wish that I could convince people everywhere to look for the good in others. 
to, rather than talking about other people and trying to hurt other people, that we would look for the Jesus looked for the good in others. He, he looked for the good and he saw the good in, in many people that others would have considered to be the outcast of society. Oh, Peter's the one who followed Jesus afar off. He cursed and swore, said he didn't know him. But Jesus saw good in Peter. And this is the man who stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached the first recorded gospel sermon under the Worldwide Commission. And when he did, the people asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter is the one who gave the answer. He said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to look for the good in people and all of the good that they can do in the future. Do you keep confidential things confidential? Or has someone given you some, come to you and spoken to you confidentially? And then as soon as their back is turned, you go to another and you say, I'm not supposed to say anything about this. And don't you dare tell another soul. Do you promise? Oh, they say, oh yes, I promise. And then you begin to relate what this other person has said to you in confidence. And then the person to whom you said, don't tell it to another soul, do you promise? Then they turn to another person and they said, now, I, I'm really not supposed to say anything about this. But, but if you promise not to tell anybody, I'm, I'm going to tell you. And by the time they get through telling it, and that person goes and tells another, and that one tells another, then the original story is just about as far from the truth, uh, for, from the last time it was told to the first time it was told, just about as far from the truth is, as far apart as an apple is from an orange. You see, we need to be willing to keep confidential things confidential. Do you like to hear scandal? You ever gone through the supermarket and all those magazines? I call them scandal sheets, you know, at the, at the checkout counter. I, I know you see them. I see them too. I look at the headlines just like you look at the headlines, but I, I don't buy them. I, I don't care anything about listening to the scandal about somebody out in Hollywood and, and you know deep down inside that, that they've stretched the truth that whatever they have on the front page of that is not really the way that it is. But people buy that stuff anyway. You know why? Because there's something about humanity that, that we like to hear the trash on somebody else. I don't know why. Do you like to hear that? Do you like to hear scandal? Do you like to pick other people to pieces? Some people enjoy doing that. I personally don't enjoy doing that. I, I want to help people. I want to help you. That's the reason I'm teaching a lesson like this, so we can get along with other people better. That, that's the reason. And so we need to do everything we can to keep from misusing our tongue. You know, in Proverbs 18 and verse 21, Solomon said that, that there is the power of life and the power of death in the tongue. And so we need to be so very careful. One of the reasons I'd suggest that we need to be careful 
is because those who are members of Christ's body, who have been born again into God's family, are brothers and sisters. And we're not to talk about each other, James chapter 4 and verse 11 says. There James says, speak not one against another. You don't talk about family. No, no, no. You stand up for family. You support family. You're, you're not out here engaging in some kind of verbal attack upon family. Well, what is it that will keep us from misusing our tongue? Well, what is it that will keep us from gossiping about others? And I think one of the things is to realize how powerful our tongue really is. As I read to you in just a moment ago from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18 and verse 21, where, where the writer says that there's the power of life and death in the tongue. There's the power in your tongue to hurt or to, to heal. Listen to James chapter 3. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. And then he uses an illustration in verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they, may be, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. And then he makes the point, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Now I want you to listen carefully to verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, and, and it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. And then look in verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. We can learn to control our tongue when we understand the, the power there is in our tongue. I think another thing that will help us is by staying busy. You know, one of the problems we read about in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 13 is that the reason that they were going about from house to house and saying things they ought not is because they were idle. They were not busy. We need to get busy doing good things and helpful things and things that will build people up. But then the practice of Jesus teaching in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12 will keep us from talking about other people. There Jesus said, Whatsoever you would that men should do unto you, do you also unto them. Can, can I just put it plainly to us? We just need to be a real Christian. A genuine Christian. And, and a real Christian, a genuine Christian, will not go around talking about other people and trying to tear them down. In Ephesians 4.32, the Bible says, Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. When our children were small, and when they would get into some kind of a difficulty between them, 
They would begin to fuss and to argue. They had to quote Ephesians 4.32 to each other. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. But I'll tell you something else that helps me to control my tongue is when I think about the fact that the judgment day is coming. In Matthew the 12th chapter, Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. And then Jesus said, Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words I shall be justified, and by thy words I shall be condemned. When I think about the judgment to come, and when I'll have to answer to God, it makes me to be very cautious, very careful of what I say. The judgment day is coming. Are you prepared for that? Are you ready? Now let me urge you today to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus gave His Word that, that we might by that Word be saved. And His words are helpful, not hurtful. Would you believe in Him? Would you repent of your sins? Would you confess your faith in Him? Would you be baptized into Jesus Christ today? Maybe you've misused your tongue in some way or other. You've not lived the kind of a life that you know that you ought to live. Would you not become a New Testament Christian today? And do it by obeying the gospel of Christ. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. Have you done that? Would you not do it today? If there's some way that I can be of help to you, would you not write to us? Would you not call us? Send us an email? Communicate with us in some way so that we can know what we can do to help you in your journey from here to eternity. It is our desire to be helpful to you. That's the reason that we're offering this free Bible correspondence course is so that you can learn more about the will of God and get to know more about the will of God. If you've not called for it, why don't you just stop right now? Stop what you're doing and go and pick up the telephone call, the, the number that you see on the screen and, and call us and, and say, I want that Bible correspondence course Brother Lambert talked about tonight. Please do that. Or if you prefer, you can write to us or you can even send us an email. Please do that. And we want you to tell other people about getting to know your Bible. And, and we're on uh, uh, from Sunday night through Friday night of every week and on this same station. And we want you to tell other people about it. Please do so. And may, may I encourage you to, to, to attend the Church of Christ in your community. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you is my prayer.
Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible Correspondence Course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. This is a free call. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible. Thank you.